Tonight on the Halloween 365 podcast, we dream a little dream and maybe even a nightmare or two. It's coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe me. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Welcome back to the Halloween 365 podcast. It is the only podcast where it's horror 24 7 and Halloween 365. Feels like it's been a while for me, fellas. Does uh, it? I wasn't on the last episode, Chad. Do you not remember? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of (laughs) forgot, to be honest. Oh, wow, that shows where I stand. Well, everybody, welcome back to the show. We are 77 days away from the halfway to Halloween point, and that is the most inspiring Halloween news that I have heard so far this year. So, the day that we are recording is the day before Halloween. Yes, 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 yes. So, I guess, well, yeah, I guess if this episode's releasing on Wednesday, then I hope that all of you celebrated uh, Halloween instead of (laughs) Valentine's Day. I don't know. I'm going to celebrate it with some some movies. I don't have anything else going on. Uh, Chad's in a park, and everything's just a little (laughs) bit weird right now, so I'm not celebrating (laughs) Valentine's Day. (laughs) Same here. I'm not... I will not be doing anything except for having Halloween movies playing and hopefully a good fall scented candle burning. But if not, then I'll make sure that it's uh, the blood of a loved one or something of that nature. I don't know what. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know what to take. Think about Chad over here. Look, he's frozen. <laughs> oh, I don't even see him right now. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yes, if you are not into Valentine's Day or if you are uh, single and you're looking for something to do on Valentine's Day, just do Halloween. Just get you some horror movies out. Get you some uh, popcorn, some kettle corn. Light your... uh, Oh, God, he's back. Light your favorite Halloween candle. (laughs) And in the meantime, you can ponder on the fact that there are 260 days until Halloween. See, that's where you scared me at first because you said 79. I was like, there's no way the year has went by that fast. No, to the halfway halfway to Halloween. (laughs) <laughs> what? No, 260 to actual Halloween. 260 to actual Halloween. But yes, if you're tuning into this episode, then you know that this is the Dreams episode. This is one that I wanted to do for a while, and we've had so many uh, interviews and different things going on that we haven't had a chance to get to it. Um, my plan with this one was, and still kind of is, is to hear some scary dreams from the co-hosts, dive a little bit deeper into what these dreams could possibly mean, and I've got a good tie-in for why we're talking about dreams on the <laughs> Halloween 365 podcast. I think Chad just had a <laughs> epileptic <laughs> seizure of some sort. <laughs> in the meantime, in the meantime, we do have a check back in for some Halloween news. And I'm going to throw that to Jeremy uh, while we are getting ramped up for our dreams portion of the episode. All right, so on Halloween news, um, as of, this has actually been a moment, and I think that this is something that we might have um, not mentioned. So as of February 2nd, Michael Myers actor George P. Wilbur passed away. He is best known for playing The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers, 
in 1988's Halloween 4 and 95's The Curse of Michael Myers. So, rest in peace. Ah, rest in peace, poor Wilbur. Yes, Mr. Wilbur. Um, Also, in the Halloween news, we have George A. Romero's uh, Foundation's The Dead Audio Series announced. So, it's the Night of the Living Dead universe coming back to life as a brand new scripted podcast series. Ooh. And this, actually, it's set to be 24 episodes long. The podcast will feature a full cast of the entire, um, and be entirely scripted. And it will be distributed as part of the growing, um, Syndicum, I'm hopefully I said that word uh, <laughs> podcast network. Excuse uh, me, yeah. So, what normally we don't shout out other podcasts, but I feel no, like this, this that actually it. sounds really cool. Uh, it gives me so I'm gonna go on a quick rant, but that gives me uh vibes of Lost Zombies, uh, because it's a, a storyline and they're gonna be telling it. If only podcasts were a thing back then. Uh, which just quick rant. The fuck you creators of Lost Zombies. You guys just bailed on everybody. If anybody, if any of the fans out there know what Lost Zombies is, let us know because I've been wanting to do an episode, but we were on the fence on if anybody would even give a shit about it. But I would love to do a deep dive uh, since we were all a part of that community. But that's exactly what these, uh, the George A. Romero audio uh, diaries uh, project sounds to me like that because it was just a community of stuff but it's really cool i actually want to check it out yeah exactly see i mean that was the thing with me too it was like it seemed really cool uh and it did make me think of that so that's why i was like okay it might be another podcast but we're shouting it out damn it um also anything to george anything to george yeah that's the main thing that got me i was like okay it's george romero so um which you know with me like you said anything with George, but with me also anything with Stephen King, which comes to our next little bit of news. Children of the Corn is back. It's revived. It is remade. And apparently was supposed to come out in 2020 like other movies that have been put on the hold. Um, I've got two different things here. One saying that it's going to be based towards the uh, the mythology or what led to be Mm. of like lead into the, everything okay. and another one saying that it's a a completely reimagined tale of its own so but it's looking like to me more or less it's what it's going to be is leading up to the scenes that led to the killings and a little bit more behind the mythological point of he who walks behind the rose i would like and, to see more of what happened i mean you in the original you kind of get a brief of like oh and they're stabbing people and you see the shadows and shit but i i mean it wasn't just at the fucking ice cream parlor and you know what i mean like <laughs> i want to see more of what happened what led up well, to this it. this they've released the red band trailer and it is full of blood full of blood um, this may be uh, something we do as a side note, maybe on TikTok a review of the trailer itself, but yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very bloody. Chad, have you seen the new uh, Children of the Corn trailer? Just saw the poster. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Mm, what are your thoughts on it? Because we know Stephen King's been remade out the ass, and he's getting a Salem's Lot this year, so I'm curious. Well, so far, it was great. Uh, Doctor Sleep was really good. 
maybe. I, I'm gonna maybe. hold out hope. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna hold out hope for the simple fact that Children of the Corn has always been one of my sleeper um, horror movies because it holds this eerie spot. Every time that everybody's like, "Oh, what's what's some good movies, some horror movies, creepy creepy movies?" Children of the Corn is always something that's in the back of my mind. I don't know why that movie really uh, stuck with me as I got older. And I wasn't even afraid of the kids, but if you think about it, if it, if the entire town of children just killed all the adults and took over, it's pretty fucking scary. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaky. It's it's a weird. That movie always holds a weird place in my heart, just because it's such a. It's one of those movies that you don't expect it to be as, as jarring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and honestly... I don't like my video messages. Very jarring. Yeah, very jarring. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, the detail in the book, if it's included more in this, because they did do another remake of Children of the Corn, uh, and uh, they added a little bit more detail, but the detail in the book is a lot more jarring, just kind of like the detail in the It book. Um, so, we all got that. if they go into that much detail with Children of the Corn, then it could be something really neat. And I am looking forward to Salem's Lot, too, just on the Stephen King uh, note. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for the um, Salem's Lot. Um, but my last bit of news before I hand off, because I know you have a piece of news for us. Um, so, as we said, we're not celebrating Valentine's Day. We're celebrating Halloween. So here's you five doomed horror romance movies to stream. And, well, if you haven't streamed it, you got all week to do it. Hell, everybody celebrates holidays weekly anymore. It's not just the damn day. There you go. You got all week. So, first we have The Fly. And, yes, The Fly is a very horrific love story. I do believe that's uh, one of Chad's favorites as far as a horror movie love story. And, well... well <laughs> <laughs> take take our word on it, people. It you is take his word on it. It's one of his. It's one of Chad's faves. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Uh, continue. What's the list? Okay, so the lure. It's going to be on HBO Max. Uh, oh, the flies also on HBO Max. Mm. Maniac the, looks like it's a 2012 movie, and it's on Pluto TV and Tubi. It's a good movie, Elijah Wood. Very good. Oh, uh, oh, it is him. I'm seeing him right now. Ooh, he looks like he's about to scalp a girl. He's uh, gonna pop in with random facts, old Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> uh, so, um, Necro uh, Necromantic. It's on Night Flight Plus and Shutter. And Return of the Living Dead Three, AMC Plus and Shutter. Ew! I forgot that was a movie. Yeah, I forgot about that. That movie sucked. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. It was so fucking bad. Agreed. Well, there you have it. At the top of the list, The Fly for a reason. And that is honestly what I will be playing first thing tomorrow. So. Thank you for that horror uh, news, Jeremy, since uh, we're getting sparse on the Halloween stuff. Uh, we know, based on last year that this time of the year we get a lot of horror movie stuff, which is great because it kind of gives us an idea of what we're going to expect for the rest of the year. Now, there's something else that's going to give us something to 
expect for the rest of the year <laughs> that's been happening that's part of the news that i wanted to talk about we should have did a hot sheets but this was just a separate topic and there wasn't enough uh really yet about it but i wanted to talk about the four ufos that have been shot down so let's say three ufos one of those was a spy balloon uh but we everybody that listens to the podcast knows that we like to talk about UFOs, possibilities of UFOs, anything that is a possibility, just because nobody really knows what the truth is. So uh, very interesting that in the past three days, we have shot down three other and they're calling them UFOs because they're not, they don't know what the hell they are. And if they do, they've not said anything. Uh, most people think it's still Chinese, like drones and things like that. Um, not sure about what it is, but I did find a really interesting statement and I'm sure that everybody's already seen it because this has been popping up all over uh, the internet today, but the U S air force general Glenn Van Herc, which he is a four star general um, of the U S air force. Uh, he had an interview where he was talking about the UFOs. And his statement was that on the multiple objects that have been shot down over North America in the airspace by American fighter jets on Super Bowl weekend, they could be anything, according to him, including UFOs. Uh, specifically, what was said is that he was asked whether the downed objects could have extraterrestrial origins. Aliens, that is. And so the general replies, I'll let the intel community and the counterintelligence community figure that out. But I personally have not ruled out any possibility. Mm. Something's, floating. Something's out there, right? Like, I definitely think that... Uh... I think they're they know more than what they're telling us. Yeah, it's it's real weird that I mean I guess it's not I guess it depends on how you look at it. The spot balloon thing, they were all over it. Uh they were showing everybody, okay, cuz it's a balloon. But yeah. these other things that they're saying are unidentified. They're, they're flying at an altitude of 20,000 feet. Which is why they're shooting them down because they can cause problems yeah with and they have no sign of outside propulsion so yeah. it doesn't look like that they've got like a jet engine on them they're the size of a small car uh but they're not showing anything about those but they didn't give a shit to show all kinds of stuff about the spy balloon i mean the news turned into a fucking epi uh, episode of up there for like a few days because of yeah. the stupid spy balloon now they ain't showing shit about uh these other things I think the balloon is a coincidence. I, I think these other three um, UFOs, UAPs, whatever you want to call them, I think this isn't something else. This is something else. Tom mm. will tell. It's just really interesting that a four-star general is like, hey, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to let the counterintelligence community and uh, the other parts of the government do that but i'm not saying that it can't you, be aliens do you think that was his way of tiptoeing around it 
Like, do you think that was his way of saying, look, you people obviously know what it is, but I'm going to just tell you nothing. I, I would like to think so that he's tiptoeing around it. But in all honesty, I think what's going to come out of this is nothing. We're not going to, they're going to chalk it up to some other country's drone or some stupid shit like that. And we're not going to find out if it does have any origin. It's just really hard to kind of do, if this is a UFO, right? If it's a UAP, it's really kind of hard to do a Roswell cover up in 2023 compared to 1940, whatever. Like, it's a lot harder to do a fucking cover up right now, in my opinion, as yeah. compared to back then. You could have done whatever back then. You had to wait for the paper to come out to find out the next bit of news. So I don't know. I don't know. I think either way, either there are, I mean, we already know they're here. We know they're here. So either that's more things with the UFO uh, as far as alien life form, or we. We're going to war. I don't know. Do you you think that 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 could be like you you don't think there would be a diplomatic approach to that? Like, let's say we accidentally shot down these UFOs Mm -hmm. because they were flying within our, you know, outside of our comfort zone. And we're like, look, little green homies or whatever. It's like... (laughs) We, we had to fuck your shit up. Well, don't I don't know up. about the diplomatic uh, approach to it. It's got me curious because something that we haven't really ever talked about and that Chad and I talked about the other day was the fact that there is a possibility in history that Eisenhower made a deal with aliens because he did disappear off the face of the planet for three days. Yeah. Uh, and this was shortly after alien activity had been happening so the story with that goes is that he had made deals with the aliens that came to recover the bodies of the roswell crash and that we've been getting help with technology and they've been allowing uh aliens to conduct experiments and basically stay on earth and chill out among us he brought that tall man some flowers. That's he, he brought said. that tall man some flowers. <laughs> exactly. But the other thing about that is, is that part of that story is that that's just a species of alien and that they were introduced shortly after that to a bunch of other species of alien that were not friendly like the greys. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it sounds very fucking stupid coming out of my mouth right now. I sound like I'm crazy. Like you're talking to some guy that's living in a basement trying to get radio signal with two antennas and a old beat up CB mic, but that's not the case. No. Uh, and this is just honestly. conspiracy theories, obviously, but the fact of the matter is, is that Eisenhower did disappear and he was saw in a place where they kept reporting that they were holding uh, alien UFOs. So I'm just curious if that ties into these. Is this an accident? Is this, uh, if it is an alien, is it like another alien species that we're not on good terms with? Or is it China? (laughs) 
either or. I didn't, you know, I mean, it does. It might sound crazy, everything that you said, but if the people are, whoever's here listening. Oh, if you're listening to this show, then yes. yeah, yeah, I guess you don't think it's crazy. No, you're here for a reason. You're just studier <laughs> than squirrel shit as we are, and we love it. I just really hope it's not a dream catcher scenario, you know, where like whatever it is they're shooting down ends up somehow contaminating our water supply and invading. Oh God, uh, Dubbitz, Dubbitz, yeah, Dubbitz, Dubbitz, yeah, Dubbitz. That was it. Yeah, we're gonna end up like Dubbitz. No, we need to find the deadits. That's what we need. My stomach's bad enough already. I don't want to be shitting out aliens. That's what I'm saying, man. That was horrible. (laughs) That was horrible. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try to stay close on this, honestly. And I would like to report back and see kind of what uh, comes of this next week. Uh, Oh, well, maybe. Maybe next week's a a big week uh, for the pod. Yeah. 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 Don't want to give any things away, but yeah. Um, next week's a big week for the pod. So maybe I'm just going to try to stay as close to this as possible. If I see anything, I'll probably post it to our Instagram. Um, but that is it for the news. I do, however, have something else in store before we get to the dreams part of our episode. It came from Reddit. Did it? <laughs> it did. Oh, it no. did. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite, not favorite segment of our podcast. It came from Reddit where we go and jump on Reddit and find some paranormal stories. And we decide after we read them if they are true or if they are bullshit. And boys, I've got two things for you tonight. And I'm going to jump straight into it without a story. There is no context to this. And I'm going to, oh, sorry. I'm going to play this audio. This audio, stop playing. (laughs) (laughs) This audio is a submission by a Reddit user, uh, JazzLikeCanary1809. Of course it is. And this is a voice message, like how we do, we send to each other in chat, right? Mm -hmm. She's responding to somebody. And there's something at the very end of this voice message. So I'm going to play it, and then I want you guys to tell me what you think. If the last day to submit orders for the kissing booths should be on Saturday the 11th or on Sunday the 12th. I said the 12th would be okay, just in case like anyone's doing anything last minute. Um, plus, we would have like all Monday to, to do them and then be ready for Tuesday. Um, and if we get a lot of orders on Sunday, we we still have like Tuesday morning to to do anything. So um, yeah, let me know what you think. Did it say kiss the boss? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what I heard. I heard. Something Hang on, wait, 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 wait. On- Here's the replay. Just one more time. Sunday, we we still have like Tuesday morning to to do anything. So, um, yeah. I didn't hear kiss that time. I heard, damn, that's hot. So, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's the it's the vase, it's like like a like a vase, like a vase. Hmm. Well, see, I don't know. I'm making me say boss still. Like what if they're saying it's it's the boss. It's over top of her while she's talking for a that's second. It's is what it is. It's a great. 
<laughs> um, and it's funny too because she's got the messages right that she sent. She she's got the messages posted to whoever to who to whoever she was talking to, and they say uh, right after she sends that they say, "Yeah, let's do 12. Did someone whisper behind you while you're talking? And then she replies, "Whisper?" Question mark. And then the woman says, "Yeah, at the end of the voice message, there's a whisper." And so that's Does how she found out about. Does it say what year this was posted? Um, six days ago. Okay, they're doing Ooh. a kissing booth in 2023. The, no way, they're getting canceled. Come on, hey. no one does. I don't know. I think I was that I'm say, off from what's it. important here. No, I don't... no, no, no. Hear me out. I think this this whole thing is fake, and that's why. Because uh, who the fuck does it? Who the fuck does a kissing booth in 2023? And this, uh, everybody, here comes Chad to ruin your fun. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just calling it as I see it, man. I will debunk the living shit out of something. Okay, well, hold on. So, just real quick to chime in on that, I was talking about how they opened up, like with somebody the other day, how they opened up museums to where they do hands-on stuff for the kids again, like the fossil type museums. And it's like, oh, you know, if this was COVID, they would not be, like, if this is 2020, they wouldn't be okay with that. And now it's to, we were talking like, oh, it's to the point, nobody gives a shit anymore. We're like, who gives a fuck? Let's just go touch everything. So what if yeah, they're like, I just want to fucking yeah, Chad, come on, germs yeah, in my mouth. Cool kids. Nobody gives <laughs> a fuck about COVID. about COVID. I'm talking about cancel culture, baby. I'm talking about- oh, oh, what yeah. was it that Vanessa oh, Hudgens said? I mean, some people are going to die, but sorry. When that is- no, he's got a point. I, I took it the wrong way. So you're saying cancel culture, as in the whole I'm kissing about thing? Allegations, like yeah, okay. It's, it's like borderline prostitution. You're selling kisses, right? And she's talking about taking appointments and all that stuff. But no, it's no some- different. It's no different than uh, charities or sororities or fraternities auctioning off people for a date, and that definitely still happens. Okay, maybe it does. Maybe I'm out of touch and I'm out of time. But I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I'm not buying it. I think that this is somehow... Uh, you wouldn't buy no sugar? You wouldn't go out there and buy any sugar? <laughs> I ain't buying no sugar. Sugar foot? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, you want to go buy some sugar from the... Uh, I'd rather keep my mouth free of herpes. Well, okay. So, off topic, but... Uh, back on track, what do you think about the – we already know what Chad thinks, first of all. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you think about the whisper? Uh, that's – man, that's that's hard to tell just because, I mean, it could be something like they're putting – to make it sound like it – you know, there's so many people want to just get attention from anything nowadays. It's like, oh, what was that? You know, but uh, – I'm gonna say fuck it. That maybe it it was real because that was it was weird. Okay, I was on the fence. It intrigued me because I listened to the whole audio like you guys were, and I was like, oh, she's just kind of going on about the, the kiss and booze, and I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And then I heard the whisper, and my reaction was the same as y'all's because I just watched both of you go <laughs> for a second. Your eyebrows raised, and you looked around. Uh, but that was my reaction too. It just is really freaking clear for me to believe it. Like, it's too clear. I'll 
like you want an EVP to be clear, but that was really, really clear. But we don't even know what it said. I know that's the issue. That's what's got me still on the fence. Is it's clear enough to be faked, but it's garbled enough in like what it's actually saying that I don't I don't know. I'll tell you exactly what it said. Said, Nobody's kissing the boss, dude. Nobody's kissing the boss. No, watch out for Issa Gray. (laughs) I don't think it said that either. (laughs) I think that's the most plausible thing that it could have said. Yeah. So here's where we're standing right now. Here's where we're standing with this audio. And we'll probably find out at some point that it's fake. Uh, But where we're standing with the audio is Jeremy's giving it the... uh, He's giving it... A chance. Chad's saying no, and I'm still on the fence. So that sounds like a draw to me. Yeah, I, I can't say it's 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 no. It's the comments say somebody says step off. Uh, what? No, I didn't hear that. that. Yeah, not what I heard. Step off. I, I didn't hear that. That's, that's what I heard. <laughs> Uh, it says that ghost wants to start an ASMR channel, cut him in on some cash. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. This one, I think, is our first undecided one. Yeah. Well, so to the Miss Tweety Bird or whatever the hell her name is, singing <laughs> Cockatiel. Her name, Chad. Her name yeah. was Jazz Like Canary. Whatever. Eighteen oh nine. Jackie Skybird. Well, okay, okay. So now that we're past the uh, quick audio segment, there, there was something else that I stumbled upon, and it caught my attention. I wanted to read it real quick. It is one of the Reddit stories, so we're going to get a two for today. Um, this one is by Irre- Oh my god, <laughs> Irreversible <laughs> Birth. Um, oh, so Irreversible Birth says. Titles this story, something sounding identical to my mom and called to my dad. Uh, And the story goes, now, this was whenever I was younger, but I remember it was as clear as day, and so does my dad. So at my house, when you would walk in the front door, to the right was my parents' bedroom, and to the left was the living room. And straight ahead was the kitchen. I was in the kitchen this day uh, at the kitchen table doing a puzzle, while my mom was gaming on her computer to the left of me. But behind me, uh, behind me was a wall that separated us. So she was out of sight, but still in the same room. And my dad was in the parents' room, presumably on his phone. So I was doing the puzzle, and I heard from the front door my mom calling my dad's name in a playful voice. I thought for a second that I was just hearing things because my mom couldn't have said it because she's right near me. And then my dad all of a sudden yells back, what? I asked my mom if she called to my dad, thinking that maybe I just didn't hear it. It seemed further away instead of it being closer. And she looked at me funny and said, no. And then I went to my dad and asked if he heard the exact same thing. And he said, yeah, your mother sounded like she came from the front door, like she was coming inside and asked, uh, yelled my name. And to this day, my father and I are still freaked out. And we have only heard this same voice of my mother once after this, in a similar scenario. So th- she's not dead. It's odd. Would it be something mimicking 
a voice? Hmm. I can see that. I'm getting some serious insidious vibes here, right? Yeah, what would mimic the voice of the mother to get the attention of the others? The mother, of course. Just saying. What do you mean? Premature death. Maybe she's dead calling out from another time and place. Ooh. I didn't think about that. When was this? This was posted seven days ago. Oh, so it's right. Well, they also they said it was when they were younger, right? That's true. They did. They said it was when they were younger. So, but they didn't say in this post seven days ago that she has died since this happened oh. or anything like that. Um, I feel like that that'd be something that you would mention if you suspected yeah. it was something from the other side. So let's look at it objectively. Uh, what what calls what pretends to mimic a name or a voice or a person? Okay, Skinwalker. What else? Polter, poltergeist. Guess that could be a possibility too. Shadow people. Could be demonic if you believe in such a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Demalians, boys. Come back down. Oh, no. (laughs) Not again. That's how they get you. They they mimic your loved ones and gotcha, bitch. Then they snag you and beam you up. They said that this happened in a similar fashion uh, later on in life as well. It's just odd. I mean, I had a parrot whenever I was younger that used to mimic my stepmother's voice, uh, but that was a different thing. That's also terrifying. (laughs) See, if they're saying something like this happened later on in life too, I don't know. For the odds of that to happen once. But two people are hearing it. That's that's what intrigues yeah, me two about this whole story. It's not the fact that it's a single person experience. This is a or an isolated incident. It's it's a reoccurring incident that multiple individuals are sharing. It's a shared experience. So that's weird and kind of alarming, you yeah. know. So that that that's what to me uh, makes it sound believable, but. I mean, maybe they're lying about it. I don't know. There's no way to prove that. Yeah, there's not a way for us to prove against it. But and and I have heard similar things and just kind of shrugged it off as ah, I guess it was just like you know, the TV or somebody was talking to somebody else in another room. So I'm gonna call this one plausible just because we can't prove it wrong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I almost overlooked the two people hearing it. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the two, the dad responding has me kind of like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, ended up with some decent clips today. Uh, I don't know. Chad still doesn't like the voicemail, but I I, I find it intriguing enough. <laughs> the the voicemail I can't buy into just because there's too much fabrication that could happen with it. Um. The other story, I mean, yeah, it can be fabricated as well, but, you know, it's word of mouth versus an actual audio. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. You heard it from Chad on this segment of... It came from Reddit. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And now, presumably the reason that you tuned into this episode, uh, our main topic, which is going to be dreams. And I wanted to try to cast a broad net uh, with this one, but not too broad of a net that we get stuck in a hole. But there are so many different things that go into dreams that, honestly, you could do an entire episode on just uh, what dreams could mean uh, instead of, you know, trying to give a background and span it out like I'm getting ready to do. So... This, to me, has a tie-in to Halloween because, and as a matter of fact, it's not only me, scientists also think that dreams, uh, specifically during the winter and fall months, uh, are more vivid and are more emotionally strong, and they think that Halloween is the reason for that, because... Even if you don't celebrate it, you've got all these advertisements and things of Halloween that you're, you have to go through an entire month or two of. So all it's doing is subconsciously feeding your brain fuel for your nightmares. So even if you went the entire year of not thinking about vampires and zombies, you're going to see something that represents that during Halloween. And your memory is going to hang on to it and store it for the winter months whenever you're sitting around the house and sleeping more and dreaming more and... So they, they, scientists think that Halloween plays a part in you having vivid dreams during the falls and the winters. Okay. I can buy that. And that was, uh, my big tie in. Plus the fact that a lot of horror and Halloween ideas have come from frightening dreams. So. What I would like to do is give a brief introduction. I'm going to look at this from a scientific standpoint. And if you guys have any opinions, I encourage you both to chime in. Um, because the only factual information I can get is what's been scientifically studied. I can sit here and give you guesses all day, but uh, I don't read tarot cards. I'm not a psychic, and <laughs> I'm not a part of uh, that spiritual community so scientific is how we're going to look at it and if either one of you want to chime in on something about it feel free uh there is going to be a point where i do want you to to tell me uh some of your scariest dreams or just your scariest dream if you can recall that so just keep that in the back of your mind but dreams in general do they scare you boys you don't have to go into detail i just want to know have there been times where you were afraid to go back to sleep in fear of dreaming something again. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Okay. I've had dreams uh, that make I'll... me sick. Like yeah. physically. I would go on a limb. I mean, they're for dreams in general, they can do physical things. They can, I mean, sleepwalking is a big thing uh, that not a lot of people talk about the, I guess, is it even common? It's still got to be common, yeah. I mean, I yes. personally suffered from sleepwalking uh, whenever I was younger. So yeah, dreams can do physical things to you even if they're not real. And there are even some scientists out there that say that it's probably a good thing that we don't remember most of our dreams because there is a point where our brain would start believing that our dreams are the real world 
and start meshing the two together and not knowing dream from reality. If we if we were able to remember every detail of every dream, that eventually our mind would start being able to mix the two up. Inception. Exactly. But not being able to freely move about in your dream, you're you're just kind of like you don't know what's real and what's not. That's the fear of knowing too much about your dreams, according to scientists currently. But dreams in general. Uh, there is no definitive evidence out there currently about what dreams consist of, but it's generally accepted that dreams represent a collection of thoughts, struggles, emotions, events, people, places, and symbols that are relative to the person who's dreaming. I can see that. I can. I don't want to jump straight into a big part of what I believe in just yet because it, it could take a fucking turn down the rabbit hole. But yeah, <laughs> so I'll, I'll wait a second before I dive into that. Yeah. So essentially it's saying that your dreams, the details in your dreams, the things your dreams are about is just a huge collection of your thoughts, struggles, emotions, events, people, places, symbols, all of that stuff. Uh, that you see in your day-to-day life. It, On a subconscious level, right? Right, exactly. It doesn't even have to be stuff that is, according to them, it doesn't have to be stuff that's even um, something that stands out to you. It's just something that gets stuck in your memory. Like, it doesn't have to mean anything. Like, it could be a Coke can that you saw on the sidewalk, and then you go home and you dream of a Coke can that's sitting on a mantelpiece, and you don't know what that means. And you're like, what could it mean? No, it means that you saw that Coke can earlier on the sidewalk, and it's stuck in your head for some weird reason, and you brought it over to your dream. Oh, Jerry didn't like that. He got the sour face. Ah! <laughs> uh, listen, guys, don't know everything. None of this is my opinion, but I am going to be crushing some dreams here because it's not just them throwing out random facts. It's them giving you a good reason behind it. And it kind of made me be like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> but there is still some mystery in dreams. Um, So although dream psychoanalysis may have only begun in the last century or two, people have been studying dreams for as long as Aristotle's time, like 325 B.C. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's a big part to play into it is um, something that you do have to look at is because a lot of people, such as myself, believe Mm -hmm. that dreams have meaning behind them and that's what they thought back then too that's why they've been studying them for so long why are we dreaming of i can't say because it's, can, but. i mean i guess because it's just something that you it's the most unknown thing besides the human brain that we do every single night uh i mean why do you dream it's the weirdest thing uh the, something that was pointed out to me a really long time ago and i can't remember where but it made me kind of look at stuff in a different way let's say that a being from another planet came down and they were watching us, right? They've never seen a human before. They don't know how we act or anything. And so they're watching us. They watch us eat. They watch us work. And then all of a sudden we decide that we have to lay down and go into a coma for eight to 10 hours every day where we can't defend ourselves, And then we come back awake. Now, if an alien species didn't have to do that and they just sit and watched us, all of a sudden we just, we have to go into a coma state for like (laughs) 
wouldn't that be weird to them? Isn't that strange? You know what I'm saying? They would be like, what the hell are they doing? Why do they, why do they have to? It's odd. Yeah. You're surrendering your body for however long, completely vulnerable. For what reason? I guess rest, but... So we're not... We, we haven't evolved enough to where we're strong enough to just be able to go without somehow recollecting our energy. Um, you know, so just like a bear, we've got to hibernate. How they hibernate once every season, we have to do it at least a couple hours a night. So, but the fact that our brain can't just shut off either, that's the thing that gets me thinking. Because I do also, I, I definitely believe that, hey, dreams have meanings behind them, but also there's a part of me that thinks, what if your being, like your energy, travels to a different dimension that's happening right now while you sleep? So, in your opinion, what would be your why? What would be your why do we dream? Why do you dream at all? Uh, Just in your opinion. It would be two things. Uh, One, to give us hidden messages of meaningful things that we're not, or that we're missing out on while we're cognitive because we're being, we're staying too busy and not paying attention to the things that's in front of us that we should. Um, And if that's not it, then to keep our bodies alive. Because, I th- yeah, I think your heart can keep it going. But I think without that brain activity, you know, you would just kind of snap out. I mean, I don't... I get but the also, first part. The first part that you said, I get that. But the second part, it's kind of like you don't have to... Like, yeah, you can. You have to rest, okay? Your muscles and things get tired. Uh, but you would think that the thing that gets the most exercise in your body, which is your brain, in my opinion, I don't know about the rest of you, but especially over the past little bit, my brain's been getting a hell of an exercise. So (laughs) why wouldn't it shut down and rest? If you're going to rest, why wouldn't you just not dream at all? Why wouldn't you just slip into that state and then just come back fully refreshed? To me, it seems counterintuitive, almost like your brain is making you even more tired in your sleep. Because I know that anybody out there, and maybe Jeremy has too, you've had those dreams where you physically wake up tired. You're you're freaking out. Maybe it's a cold sweat dream. Maybe it's not. But you wake up and you're still tired. It's like you didn't even get any sleep. Uh, you wake up in just, a panic attack and it causes... Right, it seems like, counterintuitive yeah. to me if the brain is not shutting off too because it's still, like it goes into overdrive. Whenever you go into the deep REM part of your sleep, it goes into some fantastical overdrive where it just starts recalling things that uh, you've seen over your life and stuff like that. Like It seems not productive of the human body to me. Um, well, see, that's why... It's I, terrifying. I, I think both things like that's why I think both of the things I do that it's either one or the other, or maybe it is both like, you know, maybe it is your brain being like, Hey, we need to rest, but you know what? Here's some things that you haven't been paying attention to that you need to focus on. And I'm just going to give you a little quick reminder or the fact that your brain is probably the base of where your energy comes from. You know how they are nothing but energy energy is neither created nor destroyed. So what if that's, that is our energy traveling to a different dimension um while we sleep 
if you believe in the interdimensional that's a that's a that's a thought that's something that people have pitched now the scientific why as to why we dream goes as follows uh from the knowledge that they currently have they dreams appear to assist in memory formation in your everyday life they also appear to assist in integration problem solving consolidation of ideas both about ourselves and about the world and the people around us in your life uh, neuroscientists have discovered that dreams help with the information processing and mood regulation of your brain, preparing you for the upcoming events or next days that your brain is uh, anticipating. One concept that is generally accepted amongst, amongst the community is that dreaming is a highly emotional process because of the amygdala. What's up with his medulla oblongata? Uh <laughs> <laughs> it processes emotion and uh, aggression and uh, an emotional center of your brain. Uh, and it is one of the areas of your brain that is the most active whenever you are in the deep REM part of your sleep. So uh, the reason, <clears throat> excuse me, that your dreams uh, can sometimes be highly emotional is because the part of your brain that controls your emotions that goes through this roller coaster ride while you're going through life is the part that is most active whenever you're in your deepest sleep, which is why some of your dreams can be so deeply emotional, whether if it's good or if it's bad or if it's scary or if it's curiosity. Um, but the scientists seem to believe that that is why your dreams can be emotional. And that the second part is that your brain is remembering all this stuff and recalling it as a way of keeping itself sharp of keeping your memory going, of you getting your, uh, uh, organizing your ideas in your mind of what you want to do or what's an issue that's going on or something like that. Uh, that would be their explanation of why we've got dreams and why we uh, have such emotional dreams. Uh, yeah, what do you think on that? Okay. I mean, I don't, like I said, man, they can make anything sound logical. Um, but there's a lot. It makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense, but at the same time, with something that we know just as much, or maybe even less than about than our own ocean, that I mean, let's be real. Like, you could try to make sense of it as much as you can, but it's hard yeah. when there's no proof. But you can't argue with the fact that they've got proof that the most active part of your brain while you dream is your the part that it pro uh, processes emotions. So, I mean, that's a that's a stone-cold fact to me. That's the reason that you... I mean, you're literally letting the emotional part of your brain replay shit while you're in a fucking coma and you can't control it. And that, to me, ladies and gentlemen, is enough of a reason for it to be on the Halloween 365 podcast because that's fucking terrifying. You want to know why? I don't know about the rest of you out there, but the emotional part of my brain does not need to have full control of the motherfucker while I'm sleeping. <laughs> So that is scary enough for me. Well, also think about this. So what if that part of your brain is kind of like where the base of your energy lies? And that's where all of it, like every single bit of it outstretches throughout your brain during the day, goes and retracts well, to that. That is uh, a good point because there is something that a lot of scientists say that we have different than a lot of uh, beings and is deep-rooted emotions like love and things like that. So, you know, 
we we differ so it's it's possibility yeah it's possibility i'm on the fence um you know you make some sense the scientists make some sense let's move on to the what you're dreaming about Mm. so the what is that dreams and their meanings are so very personal because they are based on that individual person's life experiences in total as you move on through life additionally neuroscientists tend to focus on the function of dreaming rather than the comparative analysis between imagery in the dreams so they're focusing on you remembering the dream and not the imagery that we're going through and picking out and being like oh that has to mean something right uh so scientists that are studying dreams, they like to do a dream journal that way that they can try to see if it is a memory thing to where they can just recall back and then their mind's going to keep making that dream clearer and clearer whenever they have it over and over because it's retaining everything instead of trying to figure out why is this there? Why is the clock not moving? Why is that happening? Um, so the what you dream about, the little details and things like that, uh, that make the dreams so emotional to me. Uh, those things stand out. And I don't know if, honestly, the scientific article is going to give you a good explanation as to that. So I'm curious as to what Jeremy's going to say whenever he talks about the the what of dreaming. But anyways, with that being said, certain dreams do have meanings attached to them. If for no reason other than holding on to significance of a memory for many individual people good example and i'm gonna read off a few of these and you can comment whenever you'd like but um water right so if you've got water in your dream in any form or fashion this is the scientific explanation for what water can actually mean and the reason that they're saying that there are things in dreams that have meanings is because they're taking they're taking uh multiple people's dreams and seeing um instances where people are dreaming about the same stuff like water or fire or whatever and so if many people are dreaming about it then it's got to stand for something so here's what scientists have come up with so for instance water you dreaming about water in your dream if it's something that you're really paying attention to in your dreams the scientists say neuroscientists uh, that water is thought to symbolize emotions in general and different types of water can mimic different emotions for instance Muddy water would represent sadness. Tidal waves would represent an overwhelmingness that is happening in your life. Clear water can represent emotional clarity for something that is going on or mental clarity in a situation that you've been struggling with. Yeah. And I see, okay. I, I, I agree with that. And because if you think about it, if you look at how people would explore dreams back in the day, also, it's all about oh, you're dreaming of this? Well, this represents it. This is the representation of whatever you're dreaming. It's the symbolism mm-hmm. of it, which is still the same as, like, basically those people, the astrologists back in the day or the wit- people who done witchcraft were that modern-day scientists back then, and it's still the same practitioner that scientists nowadays do it, but with a lot more technology behind it. and Well, I'm just words. curious about the water. Do you agree with the water part? Because there's several yeah. different dream meanings that I'm about to go through. And I, so is this, I'm going to kind of do a rapid fire okay, with you. Okay. And I want you to tell me 
if it sounds plausible for what you believe on uh, meanings of the stuff in dreams. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. So water. Yeah. Yeah. Water. Yeah. I would agree too. It seems very. Uh, I mean, it seems logical. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. So uh, the next thing that they say is most common is fire, and fire most equates to anger or distress. So if you dream about fire and it is something that stands out in your dream at any point in time in your dream, uh, it can mean many things. But mainly, scientists believe that it is representing anger or distress. Uh, while wind can represent imminent changes or changes that you are currently going through and you're trying to fight against. I can't... The wind, I can't argue against. I've never had dreams about the wind mm-hmm. um, unless I felt the wind in the in the air as I'm walking in the dream. Uh, but the fire, anytime I've ever really dreamed about fire, there was a sense of worry throughout the dream or distress. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Now this one is a big one that a lot of people like to talk about and have their old wives tells about it. Um, to dream of your own death isn't a premonition, but rather a reflection of how you are coming to realize that life as you know, it is coming to an end. Us scientists have studied many instances of dreaming of your own death, and to us, the most logical conclusion of this meaning would be that you are coming to a realization that there is a part of your life that is not ever going to be what it was, and it is coming to an end, and you're having to deal with that. Um, Neuroscientists also say that adding that it's not unusual to dream about death during things like moving, the process of quitting smoking or an addiction or making a career change. Uh, most of those things, lots of people report dreaming about death while those things are going on in their life. Uh, uncertainty in real life, such as you are in the dark about something or going uh, something's going on and you need more information about it, would be the reason that you dream about darkness as well. Yeah, death, I can uh, completely understand because uh, I believe that. It's change. That's what it is. It's change. There's change coming. Yeah. And it's a change that you can't... It, there's nothing you can do about it. So it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. I'll, um, I'll agree with the death as well. Uh, yeah. And you said darkness was... So if you dream about darkness, being in the darkness, being consumed by darkness, things being consumed by darkness, people, objects, whatever the case might be, uh, they say that um, darkness to them represents um, it's an association with sadness or loneliness or that you are missing information that you are really wanting to find out about. Hmm. Maybe the misinformation, but most of the time if I had a dream where there's some sort of darkness, I'm about to shoot up from my goddamn dream because I, mean, I just got, I'm either about to get scared or I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime okay. there's been a dream with any sort of darkness, fear has been involved. Uh, yeah, I can see that. But I just wonder if that's got anything to play with uh, the sadness and the loneliness. Because that can in turn make you, that could make you afraid. Like if that's what it stands for, then. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah, I, I know. Right? This dream, th- I know, right? I didn't want to agree with them neither. So, dreams that take place during the daytime. If you're having a dream and it's daylight out, that stands for something as well. Uh, dreams that take place during the daytime, on the other hand, may not mean anything for most people. But if you typically dream about a dark setting and then suddenly have dreams about daytime, it could signify that an issue 
that you've been struggling with or pondering on has finally been resolved and your mind is at ease and that you've come out a period of sadness and now it's time for regrowth. Which would make sense and why I've not had a dream I could think of of daylight and (laughs) (laughs) fucking who knows how long. I was sitting there thinking as you were saying that I was like, when's the last time? Can I really not think of that? Like, I want to know what the hell it means if you have a dream where you're in darkness, everything's daylight in the dream, and then the dream shuts down to darkness and you wake up and you're in darkness. <laughs> you go from dark to light to dark. <laughs> so, okay, you just reminded me of my last dream. Yeah, it was daylight, and here comes darkness over the sky, and there's a storm coming. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I had a, a dream. Uh, where I was in a dark room and then I was in a whole nother room that was very happy and familiar, full of light. And then uh, whenever I came out of that dream, uh, it was like a, it was literally like somebody dumped a bucket of darkness over everything that I was seeing. And then I woke up and I was standing in, uh, in my room in complete darkness, wondering what the hell happened. So I don't know what the, Dark to light to dark means, does that mean that something was resolved and now I'm going back to suffer through hell? <laughs> Even long resolve. Resolve is foreseeable in the future, but. Oh, time to suffer. How, yeah. How, it's how like, oh, it could happen. How far away? How far away is it? So. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you could. Here's where you could be, but you're not going to be. Uh, not just yet. Get back down. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, quickly moving on. Stuff that is common, extremely common. Uh, Showing up late for something in your dream. That is uh, something that is most common for most humans on Earth. Uh, Being chased by someone or something. That is also another common dream. Uh, Flying. Dreams about sexual relations that shouldn't happen in real life, such as your partner engaging in relations with someone or something else. Uh, Those are some of the most uh, common dreams in the human mind. Encountering someone who has already died. That is another common dream. Being lost, being paralyzed, being unable to speak, being muffled, being naked or embarrassed in front of a crowd for some reason. All of these are the top most common dreams from people around the world. Um, So anytime that you, I mean, obviously, dreams are individualized based off of the stuff that you experience, right? But if you are ever at a moment where you're like, why am I having this dream about my ex or my uncle who died or whatever the case over and over. There's millions of other fucking people that are doing the exact same thing. The only reason it's personalized is because it's your experiences. What they mean, we don't know. Maybe it's just you hanging on. Maybe you're trying not to let go of the memory of somebody that uh, is fading out of your life. That is a, oh God. It's because there's fear. Yeah. There's fear within your heart and your head that you yeah. just can't let go of yet. Yeah, that hits the last three. Being lost, being paralyzed, unable to speak, or being naked and embarrassed. That sounds like a weekend. Um, <laughs> so now, moving on to the very last part of uh, our dream part, our dream stories. Um, after this, I want to kind of hear a scary dream that we have. And Chad's not going to be here for that one, but that's fine. Um, so the scary part of dreams. Some theorize that we forget most of our dreams. Some neuroscientists theorize that we forget most of our dreams so that we can keep a firm grasp on reality, as I said at the beginning of this segment, and that it's probably a good thing so that your mind doesn't get confused. But there's also some research that suggests that nightmares actually prepare us 
for real life horrors. Dreams may be considered a real life training for our future reactions towards situations that haven't happened yet or may potentially happen, uh, such as being kidnapped and trying to escape, uh, being attacked and trying to flee, uh, being in a burning house and trying to get out. Uh, your mind holds on to the information that is around you. So, for instance, like if you have a dream that your house catches on fire and you're making it out. So what your mind is going to do is it's going to replay all the exit points that it knows is in your house already because it's stored this information. And then in your dream, it's going to make you go to those to try to get out. So it's literally running a training tutorial in your brain. Uh, some of the research that they've done suggests that, that it's literally running you through a training tutorial to keep you safe on stuff that you worry about happening. So it's setting up scenarios in your head this is something that's going to fuck with you because <laughs> it hit me in a weird way too. So whether it be a burning house, whether it be your spouse cheating on you and you're dreaming about it, whether it be you losing all of your money, if this stuff hasn't happened to you and you're dreaming about it and you're wondering why your brain's torturing yourself, these researchers seem to think that it's your brain preparing itself for something that it thinks is going to happen. And it's getting you the just in case. That way you can emotionally be ready for when it actually happens. Now, whenever I first read this article, I thought it was horse shit. But now that I'm sitting here remembering my most recent dreams, I fucking believe it. <laughs> you uh, gotta be kidding me. Uh, I can... Mm, yeah, I know you don't want it to be right. Well, okay, real quick, before I find out what your scariest dream is, Jeremy, here are the scariest dream facts. And these are facts. These are not scientific guesses. Number one, you are actually paralyzed whenever you dream. Number two, women have more nightmares than men. Serves Number them right. three. No, no, JK, sorry, go on. What'd you say? I said serves them right, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Number ladies. Number three. Uh, women's dreams are also more emotional than men. Uh, dreams are mostly negative, with an astounding 72% of dreams being reported negative okay. and the rest being positive. So most of everybody's dreams uh, daily are negative. And our best sleep, sadly, will never happen again because the best sleep in your life happens from the ages of zero to two. And your body will never get back to that, according to science. Nope. Too much to do, too much to think of. So, wrapping this up, ending our segment, if you guys have made it this far, then you can hear something, uh, our little dreams here. But Jeremy, I'm <laughs> tell me a scary dream. I don't need you to relive like an old war story, but I want to know. Give me your scariest dream that you're willing to talk about. So there's... And I will go through them very quickly because there's yeah, two brief, particular brief I couldn't. Yeah, two I couldn't really decide between. One of them I almost completely forgot about until I realized that um, it was one of the nightmares that got me jumped up out of bed, taken off running. So I used to have a nightmare as a kid, and it was boulders were getting held up by paper clips, and what <laughs> makes no sense. They're holding up by the paper clips. I can hear the paper clips going ding, 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 snap. And then as soon as it snaps, here come the bones. Oh, I take like, off running. Like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, right? but I would and actually maniac. get up. And you you might remember that as well. I would get yeah. up and start running and screaming. So 
Still to yeah. this day, I don't understand that. And the second one, um, I had a dream of a family member where he was uh, sitting at the top in a lighthouse, and it looked like him. It sounded like him at first, and then his voice changed, and he said, uh, like he started rotting and decaying. And I took off running down the lighthouse, and his voice kept getting deeper and scarier, and said, "I'll, uh, I'll." grab you and take you with me and eat on you for the rest of all eternity forever and ever start laughing and he said once you die and i woke up in a sweat scariest fucking Ooh. dream i've ever had in my life okay and the paper clip one i've heard for years uh the lighthouse one i feel like that i've missed out on that one i may have spent, was... said it once but i don't like to talk about it much no okay it's one of those okay uh-huh uh i don't know which one to go with I seem to have uh, overactive dreams, and for some reason, my dreams end up happening. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm psychic, but there's weird shit that happens in my dreams. Uh, so I can give brief descriptions. Uh, I'm going to try to just do two like you did, but yeah. So uh, the first one is... Probably my sleepwalking dream, as I said earlier, is that I used to sleepwalk a lot. Uh, Jeremy as my witness here. Mm -hmm. um, but I used to be terrified of The Exorcist, everybody. So it fucked with me as a child because I watched it at a really young age. Fucked with me. I thought for sure that I was going to get possessed. So I used to have dreams nightly about Reagan being in my bed. And my bed would be shaking and stuff like that. So terrifying enough as is. But then, for some reason, I guess out of fear, I developed a sleepwalking during having these nightmares where I couldn't be woke up. And uh, I've been told by my mother that I walked around with my eyes open, but my eyes were rolled back in my head to where you could only see the whites of my eyes. There's several times where I woke up in a cold shower out on a porch, and then just randomly, they quit happening. Um, but it was always uh, Reagan. Uh, it was always her that was in those dreams whenever I was sleepwalking that there were times that I could recall seeing what was going on around me, but, uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, the second one is probably my most terrifying dream. And that, I don't even know if it was a dream because I was asleep one night and I woke up. I woke up funny enough from having a nightmare. I get up and I go into the bathroom, and everybody else that's in the room around me is asleep as well. And I get up and I go into the bathroom, and uh, I'm wanting to throw water on my face because I had a bad dream, which is what makes me wonder always if this is a dream or if this was real. But I could have sworn that I was awake while this is happening. So I'm staring in the mirror and I put water on my face, and then I look up at the mirror. After I lift my head down and put water in, I come back up and I open my eyes. And whenever I open my eyes, behind me is um, a man standing there wearing plaid. A very clean-cut guy with black hair. Kind of like a pompadour, as weird as that sounds. But he's his eyes are dark. Not like he didn't have white in his eyes, because he did, but like the color part was just black. Um, and then there was still white, but he just stood there with a smirk, not a smile, but a smirk. And he just stood behind me. And so I ran out of the bathroom 
and go and jump on the bed. Jeremy's laying literally right beside him <laughs> whenever we were young. I tried to wake him up and he wouldn't wake up. Uh, and then while I'm tr- shaking Jeremy, I'm trying to wake him up, he doesn't wake up. And I look over to the right of me in the chair in the corner. There's the man again and he's just sitting there kind of like this. If you can see the screen with his hand on his chin and he's just looking at me and he's smirking, kind of squinting his eyes and he's not moving. And the feeling that I got when this man was looking at me or whatever it was, uh, was pure fear. I've never had an encounter where it was just 100% fear. Arm hair standing up right now while talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried to wake up everybody else that was in the room. My mom, nobody would move. So I grabbed the phone and I start calling my aunt. And this man is still sitting in the chair. Like I've closed my eyes at this point. I've tried to wake everybody up. He's still sitting there while I'm sitting in the room trying to wake people up. I call my aunt over and over and she's not answering. The phone quits uh, ringing. I have to call back. And the entire time I'm calling her, he starts softly chuckling like like that in the corner. And then when my aunt finally answers, he was gone. Completely disappeared. See, now, I remember you mentioning that one before, and every time I hear it, it scares the hell out of me. But uh, <laughs> If I was so asleep, that... <clears throat> if I was asleep, then, and it's funny because right after she answered, you woke up, and it oh, seemed yeah, like I everybody, remember. it's almost as if time fucking stopped, which makes me wonder if I was dreaming or not, but I was on the phone with her, so I don't Ask know how much, it. I don't know how much I was dreaming. I don't know how much I was dreaming. See, when you just now mentioned the 100% fear thing, that's how I felt in the lighthouse, which as soon as you said that gave me goosebumps mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any other way to explain it. Uh, it, it was just fear. Like, like literally fear just ran all over my body. So, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, was our dreams segment. There's a lot of different things that dreams can mean, but just remember that there are some uh, common meanings and don't take everything to heart. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself crazy. It's coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe me. Don't you know what happens on Another great episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Halloween 365 podcast. Um, We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We've got a really big episode next week. We also, the following week after that, we've got an episode that we're going to try to do involving inmates' last meals. And we've got a few other things that are uh, planned out ahead of time, so... If you guys are into more interviews from people that like horror and Halloween and paranormal, and uh, you just like hearing the film, this is the exact place that you need to be. Jeremy, where else can they find us? Well, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you could get your podcasts. So don't act like Instagram, TikTok, we are everywhere. Please comment if you like to. We uh, we like to respond to the fans. We want to hear what you think about it. If you want us to. Uh, to do an episode on something mention something you've got a paranormal clip we want all of it so once again i'm justin that was jeremy i'm chad and this was the halloween 365 podcast stay spooky stay spooky